Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and as we look back on the whole Infinity Saga, the heroes who first come to mind as the ones responsible for defeating Thanos in Avengers Endgame are the big names. Iron Man, Cap, Thor, Black Widow, Hulk, Spider-Man, Hawkeye, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel. I just like listing a lot of names for editors to have to show. And for some reason, the students at Peter Parker's school included Vision in that grateful tribute. So sure, him too. But when you think about it, this team effort was even more of a team effort than we've been acknowledging. I would argue that the victory in Endgame was even more a factor of the unsung heroes who are simply not given enough credit. I am going to shine a light on the real heroes of Endgame in this special update of Inside Marvel. We should begin by acknowledging that more than anyone else, the MVP most responsible for the Endgame victory was, without a doubt, Scott Lang. Now don't get me wrong, everyone played critical roles, and many others sacrificed far more than Scott Lang did, but until Scott returned from the Quantum Realm and showed up on Cap and Nat's doorstep babbling about time travel, their situation was hopeless. And it was also without that hope. So, you know, hopeless in many ways. And if you watched Endgame closely, a ton of background details reinforce ways that Scott continues to be a crucial team player. When Thanos' ship levels Avengers HQ, buried in the rubble, Rhodey's war machine armor gets crushed. Scott checks in with them, and behind him, in the background, is the new replacement war machine armor that Rhodey ends up hermit crabbing into. We don't see it happen, but when Rhodey surfaces from that rubble in his new armor, it must have been Scott who told him where to find it. During the opening charge, Giant Scott also provides Peter Parker a giant hand to swing from so that Peter doesn't have to use clouds or PS2 game helicopters. Solid assist. Spider-Man returns favor later on by setting him up to stop Cole Obsidian. Solid dunk. You might have also noticed a shot in which Giant Scott can be seen shoving a Leviathan through a portal, presumably one that opens into someplace terrible like the Florida Panhandle. Now, since this was edited to take place while Scott was technically normal-sized jump-starting the van, some have said this could actually be Hank Pym, but if Michael Douglas was in this battle, they probably would have showed his face, so I am ruling continuity error that gives us another reason to love Scott Lang. Now, related to Scott's contribution is our next unsung hero, Luis! I am of the belief that Luis belongs in every MCU film, in a post credit scene that recaps the events of the movie in his amazing storytelling style. Now, Luis does not get a cameo in Endgame, but he does make one critical contribution. His XCON security van. Sure, it's a Hank Pym's tech within that van that they use to engineer a quantum tunnel, but it is Luis's addition that saves them in the midst of the battle. Get those stones as far away as possible! No! We need to get them back where they came from. No way to get them back. Thanos destroyed the quantum tunnel. Hold on! That wasn't our only time machine. Now, sure, Thanos smashes that van so they can't use it, but it is in this place that they corner Thanos in the final dogpile so that Stark can wrestle those stones off his knuckles. Essentially, the endgame of endgame is triggered by Luis blowing a battle horn. This final battle is packed with interesting details and background assists that really just make it fun to rewatch, but there are two small highlights that I want to point out here because these fighters are not given enough credit in endgame. First, Team Groot. If you look closely in the background behind Scott and Hope at one point, you can see one of Thanos' soldiers sneaking up behind Rocket, ready to kill him. But at the last second, Groot branches up, grabs him, and pulls him down. Rocket never even saw it. A similar save happens for Mantis. Barreling up behind Thor and Cap is this Chitauri gorilla. The actual technical term for them. But if you watch closely, Mantis rides it, presses her hands on its head, and then knocks it out cold. She also hops off and gives it a little kick. Who knows how many she did this to, or how many leviathans. But we gotta acknowledge that Mantis, Groot, and any of the backup here would not be in the battle 
without the freaking miracles by the Sorcerer Network of Doctor Strange and Wong. In the arrival montage, notice that one of those portals opens up from Contraxia, the snow planet from Guardians Volume 2. And from that portal comes the Ravagers, including people like Kraglin and Howard the Duck. Of all of these portals, only two lead to off-world locations. The Sorcerers are located all over Earth, which allows them to create portals to places like Wakanda and New Asgard in Norway. Now, the portal to Titan was, of course, opened up by Doctor Strange, who dusted on that planet. So who opened the portal to Contraxia? And how would the Sorcerers know to go there to bring in some fighters? For that answer, we go to one of the post credit scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, when Yondu's funeral led to the reunion of an eclectic group of Ravagers headed up by Sylvester Stallone and Stakar Ogord. But I think he'd be proud knowing that we're back as a team. I'm in. Dope. I miss you guys so much! Hell yes. What say we still some shit? This red dude is Kruger! He is a limb sorcerer. In the Marvel comics, in the alternate dimension, Earth 691, Kruger is the disciple turned successor of Stephen Strange as the Sorcerer Supreme. So, as one of the sorcerers in Strange and Wong's network, Kruger must have served as ambassador and recruitment officer for all the Ravagers on Contraxia. He is a major unsung hero who doesn't even get a cameo in Endgame. But the most unsung of all Endgame heroes does get a cameo, and not even one faked with VFX. The Rat. The hero that made all of Scott Lang's heroics possible. The MVP behind the MVP. VFX artist Jen Underdahl explained not too long ago that the rat that crawls across the Pimtech controls to release Scott Lang from the Quantum Realm was so important to production that they insisted on commissioning a trained performer rat instead of generating it with CGI. For those of you who are curious, that is not a digital rat. It is actually a practical acting rat. I don't have his name, but he's really there. The Russo brothers have stated in the film commentary that this rat is the true hero of the Infinity Saga. And there might have been even more significance to this little hero than we realized. He and Scott actually might have a history. In the first Ant-Man, when Scott accidentally shrinks down in Hank Pym's stolen suit, he stumbles into a crawl space in a random San Francisco apartment and runs into this rodent. Could this be the same San Francisco rat? Well, probably not. Scott met this guy in 2015, and the rat that freed Scott from the quantum realm did so in the post-blip year of 2023, so this thing would have to be at least eight years old, and rats tend to only live two to three years. Also, there's at least a 50% chance that the first rat was dusted, and there's a 100% chance that the endgame rat is actually Loki. Who do you think was a real hero of the Infinity Saga? Comment down below with your thoughts, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at EAVOSS, and follow New Rockstars and socials at New Rockstars, and subscribe to us on YouTube to join us as we go deeper and deeper inside Marvel, a land where the most important figure is a rat. Wait a minute.